0: I met with the uh, Santa Barbara International Film Festival Executive Director Roger Derling and the film festival programmers Roger himself, Claudia Puig, Natalie G, Ernie Gomez, last Friday, February the 3rd, for an extended conversation on this year's programme for the festival. As always, there will be a rich selection of international movies, including features, documentaries a mass of short films, including short student shorts on themes the festival traditionally favours, such as immigration, the environment, feminist struggles and civil rights. The international spread of content will certainly provide a break from the narrow concentration on national preoccupations and national experience in our local theatres. We began with a rundown of the major stars and artists of, the, of 2022. Starting with Angela Bassett, star of Wakanda Forever, the second episode of the Black Panther series, whom Durley himself will be interviewing. Kate Blanchett, widely praised for her starring role as the conductor and composer in Tar, which will be given a free screening at the Arlington during the festival. Danielle Detweil over here too. She played the mother of Emmett Till in the film Till, which is uh, included among the virtuosos. It was overlooked by the Academy, but has been rewarded by the festival. Happily, there's a special treat also as Spiff will welcome Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, who starred in The Banshees of Ferrin, directed by Malcolm McDonough. They will receive the Vanguard Award. And I was delighted to learn that Roger He's a great fan of McDonough. I greatly admire his, um, his plays, and I, I, think, I think I've seen them all. We moved on to discuss the movies themselves, starting with the environmental films. Natalie got the ball rolling with an enthusiastic reference to a series of um, environmental shorts, beginning with a film called Earthbound. Earthbound deals with uh, the water crisis in Africa, following a prolonged series of droughts and other environmental disasters.
1: We have a really powerful shot, which is actually produced by a local Santa Barbara resident, Orlando Bloom. And that's called Earthbound. And that's all about the water plastic crisis around the world. And it's based in Africa. And Orlando will be there to do a Q&A at the festival on Friday the 17th with the director
0: another one that stands out the title makes it very specific bringing back our wetlands which is about the galita slough it's a local filmmaker i think who made that
2: it's a feature it's a local filmmaker um michael love if anybody's been going to the festival uh he's uh been a contributor to the festival many years uh so we're we're glad to welcome him back and and feature his latest film, which is yeah called Bringing Back the Wetland. It's about uh it's a, about an hour long, so it is technically a feature, uh but it's about the uh the wetland there in Santa Barbara and UC Santa Barbara and sort of their efforts right below to... the university, yeah right below the campus. Yeah. Are there any others, Ernie, that you can think of? There are actually uh, two of the free ones. Since we're talking about uh, the free films, there are two that are nature related, uh, Soul of the Ocean and Patrick and the Whale. Uh, so they're, those are going to be free at the Arlington in the 2 p.m. slots. They should look great on the big screen. That's kind of why we wanted to show them, uh, you know, give everyone a chance to see these important, amazing looking films on a big screen. Interrupt a minute. There's a, another film about
0: uh, saving a whale, I think, uh, which is an Israeli movie. I don't know much, I can't remember the title, but. Um...
1: Oh, yeah. That is a, another short film, A Requiem for a Whale. And it's about a, a whale that is uh, beached. And it invites all these different crowds to come and see this whale on the beach. And it kind of brings up conversations about. Sort of, it's really um, a beautiful film because people start to reflect on their own life and grief and death. And the whale is kind of becomes a symbol for the community around not only the environment, but also about, um, you know, what happens to us all when we kind of move on. And, and um, it's really, a really beautiful um, film. It's very touching.
0: Lord, I did her personal selections in this environmental section, including a film called Soul of the Ocean.
3: That is also some of the most beautiful cinematography. Um, so if you like whales, if you like anything to do with sea life, um, Soul of the Ocean is, is just, yeah. it looks like yeah. David Attenborough kind of um, you know, nature.
0: Immigration was the next major theme we explored, placing human rights front and centre. We should note The local chapter of the the Anti-Defamation League, the ADF, offer an award each year to a film in this category. This year the winner has been already announced. It's an Irish film entitled The Quiet Girl. More an appeal to uh, pay attention to the more silent and solitary among us, including our family, than a rousing call to action. Immigration itself, goes hand-in-hand hand with human rights and is an unresolved problem in Europe as well as the US. We have already reviewed the Argentinian film Manuela on KCSB with a crisis that can face a nanny given total responsibility for care of a child. A companion piece is a, a French film called The Nannies, focusing on a group of immigrant women with the same burden in today's Paris. Natalie and Claudia mention another couple of movies detailing the struggles of other immigrants trying to stay in in Europe with the equivalent of a green card.
1: There's a really powerful shot that went to Sundance and is called um, I Must Cry But I Have No Tears. And it's about... um, a couple that uh, having their green card interview and it takes a really unexpected turn and it really um, is quite a thriller of sorts. You're on the edge of your seat um, during this interrogation that happens between the immigration officer and the young couple. And um, it's a really sort of frightening look at just how your life can be in the hands of somebody else. So that's a powerful
3: film.
0: Claudia recommended a Swiss movie on a very similar theme.
3: Well, there's Semret, um, which is yes. a, a, an Aww. African immigrant to Switzerland, which is a beautiful film. It follows a woman for I forget which African country she's from, she's a nurse, or she's, a, she's training to be a nurse and she's doing a lot of really great work at this hospital in Zurich. She has a daughter. And she gets accused of a crime that she did not commit. And so it deals with, you know, the way the attitudes towards immigrants, the immediate assumption that they are the ones at fault, and sort of, you know, the subtle racism. Even though they accepted her into the fold, they, you know, she's the first person that they look to. It's really powerfully acted, really well done.
0: Bernie Gomez liked the Argentinian American film Manuela, which uh, is she praised for its quality in itself and also its very different conclusion with the nanny making a decision that will affect the lives of all the participants in the movie. And in past festivals, there are several movies dramatizing women's struggle for recognition, independence, and simple respect. Claudia began with warm recommendations for the Iranian film, Leila's Brothers. Fascinating in the way this follows up from a strong Iranian movie last year about a long-distance swimmer, woman swimmer.
3: Wonderful Iranian film called Layla's Brothers, um, mm-hmm. and it's about um, you know how this daughter is treated so differently from her brothers by a very patriarchal society. Of course, we know that from Iran, um, and it's a fantastic film. It's probably one of the, the, the best ones that we have. It's just it's it's probably one of the longer ones we have, but it's also. Mm-hmm completely involving and enthralling. It's fantastically acted. It reminds me of sort of the movies by Panahi and some other, you know, master Iranian filmmakers. Um, so that's Layla's Brothers. And then we also have Category Woman, which is a documentary, but that is specifically about women athletes and what they go through um, in terms of, you know, some of the testosterone testing and all of that. Um, and then there's a wonderful short, Natalie, you can tell mm. more about that, about a woman in India who has not educated and oh, goes, yeah. back, she is, I think, in her 90s. She goes back to yeah. first grade.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's such an uplifting, inspirational short film from is India. True? It's called true. Barefoot Empress. And it's about a woman in her 90s. who never went to school, but decides that she wants to begin. And she goes to first grade and she goes to class every day with the first graders. And she, um, at the end of the school year, she takes the exam and she gets the highest mark out of everyone in the class. That's a heart. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, it's really uplifting. And there's also a great film from Iceland called Woman at Sea. It's about a woman who... um, is alone and looking for work and she's from France and she's new to Iceland and she decides to get work on a fishing boat with men and it's about her keeping up with them and finding her own strength and resiliency and the cinematography on the boat is really captivating when she is um, fishing like it's a you know one of those like boats um, you see on the television on the Alaska series. It's a real fishing boat, and um, it's really a story about resiliency and, um, you know, finding your own independence.
0: Ernie Gomez wanted to remind us about other notable movies in that category.
2: One of them is called Jane Campion, the Cinema Woman, since we had Jane Campion last year uh, uh, with Power of the Dog. This is a documentary that's sort of an overview of her life and her career and how you know, she made those groundbreaking films uh, in the 90s. And then, you know, she left the film world to go raise a family. And now she's back and she's making great movies again. And don't know her or don't, you know, it's a good introduction into her. The second one is uh, called My Name is Happy. And it's oh. a documentary from, from Turkey about a singer who was on uh, sort of the version of uh, American Idol, you know, reality show, but they're in Turkey, and she was sort of poised to become this next big breakout star, and she was becoming really popular, uh, and then her boyfriend just, you know, became jealous and whatever, and tried to kill her, tried to shoot her. Uh, she survived the attack, and, um, you know, unfortunately lost her voice, but the film is sort of about her trying to get her life back, going through re- rehabilitation, and really shining a light on uh you know in the middle east this idea of femicide of how uh to a certain extent men you know can kind of get away with murder uh if it if it's uh you know killing their loved one their supposed loved one that uh for some reason uh that's not considered a serious crime as if you know they were to shoot someone off the street so really you know he got a slap on the wrist she survived the attack and it's about her sort of like trying to get her life back and trying to get her voice back and uh, and then moving on with her life. So uh, it it is actually another inspirational story, a true life story about some of the things that go on in other parts of the world.
0: Claudia wanted to remind us there's also a full slate of Irish movies this year, as it was last year, in fact, including The Quiet Girl mentioned earlier, as well as a documentary uh, around a Catholic woman activist. Lyra is the title here, in the thick of the so-called troubles of the 1970s through the 1990s, till the peace agreement between North and South, Southern Ireland, and now there's a soft border. Let's hope it lasts.
3: We have films from, as you mentioned, Ukraine and Croatia, Macedonia, Indonesia, in addition to, of course, you know, France and places that you expect to see films from. We have 43 countries represented.
0: Ernie reminded us about a fascinating documentary about the struggle of black
2: surfers back in the 1950s. The full title is Wade in the Water, A Journey into Black Surfing and Aquatic Culture. So it's about a filmmaker who is African-American and sort of his d- journey into discovering uh, African-Americans and surfing. You know, you always think of those two as going together and, and most people think of of surfing is sort of this Polynesian invention. But there's some evidence that there were, there were people in Africa surfing before there was surfing anywhere else in the world. So it's about sort of the relationship between African-Americans and surfing culture. Uh, and they do touch about, about segregation, you know, about how beaches were segregated. You know, there was some beach property that was uh, taken from African-Americans, and now a lot of that land is, is, is being given back. Um, so that's a great look. At uh, African Americans and surfing culture.
0: That too belongs to the category, of course, of f- human rights, to which I would have a note about a film from Chile, Chile 76. This actually is a feature, a drama, set against the assassination of President Salvador Allende, engineered by Augusto Pinochet and his generals, ported by President Richard Nixon and his Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, bled to the establishment of a military dictatorship that lasted over a decade. An important history lesson to Bonder indeed. In a little over half an hour, we covered a lot of ground, a huge variety of films from three continents. If you have a pass, I urge you to take the plunge and sample as many of these international offerings representing the infinite variety of the human experience, along with the triumphs and the setbacks. My thanks to Roger Durling and his hard-working, ever-curious team for sorting out this cinematic cornucopia. For our part, we'll do our best at KCSB to keep you current with as many events and screenings as possible. This is Harry Lawton reporting for KCSB.